Hello there and welcome to the Aston Film Podcast, where we talk the latest in blockbuster film and TV. This week we're talking about Creed 3. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you Hello. this week? I am great. Yeah, you? Yes, very good. Let's just begin. Briefly yeah. explain the plot for those who don't know. Alright, I'm going to be using Google. As ever. Every time, every time. Come on, Google. Okay, so, <clears throat> Creed 3. Still dominating the boxing world, Adonis Creed is thriving in his career and family life. Family, family life, I can't speak. Uh, when Damien, a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, resurfaces after serving time in prison, he's eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. Oh my god, it just goes on. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. Okay, you know I was I was I was skeptical about the end, but that went quite hard. I can't lie, and we will be discussing full spoilers. So you have been warned. We haven't actually ever discussed any of the Creed films or the Rocky films on the podcast, not at length at least. So I'd like to start very quickly. What are your thoughts on the Creed movies so far? The first two are just incredible. I think the third one, third one's brilliant, but the first two are just incredible. Like they just give Mm. so much war emotions and the music. Yeah. The music in those films are just so good as well. But my personal favorite is Creed 2 because there's a lot that goes into that story. And yeah, I love that one. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Creed 1 and 2 are just fantastic. And I agree with basically everything you said. I think probably the first Creed is my favorite. But I think it's really impressive that, you know, this wider franchise, nine movies in the Rocky franchise, they have managed to keep it fresh and keep it interesting. And I mean, really, the only one that isn't that good is Rocky 5. And I still like Rocky 5. I think it's underappreciated. So, you know, it it really is one of those rare examples of just an absolutely fantastic series Mm. in general. So, yeah, Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. What did you think of this one? I thought it was brilliant. Like, he really wanted to get a lot of what he was influenced by with anime and what he wanted to have in this film. This is a very strong directorial debut from him. It's just great what he just did. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, from the beginning, you can really see that he's not messing around. He really has the direction. I think that's a really great place to start. So, you know, anyone who's listened to the podcast will know. John's the anime man over here. (laughs) You bring up anime all the time and you know i'm certainly not completely alien to it but i you know so much more than i do what do you think do you feel like michael b jordan's influences do you think he he got it do you think it was yeah definitely definitely like i've just been watching attack and titan recently like a lot i know that's not similar to a lot of boxing thing but there's a lot of fighting in that and that is very influenced like the way how Adonis sees the weak points at the beginning it's like quick fast right yeah and it felt very anime like not a lot of slow motion because usually anime would do a lot of slow motion to create an impact towards the character or to further enhance that scene the anime that he was talking about there was one a boxing one which I haven't watched yet but it was called Hajime no Ippo and when I was looking at the clips in the opening he was definitely in by that like he knew what style he wanted to bring and it just felt so engaging to watch i thought that was just a new spin to see in the legacy sequels because in the walkie films <laughs> you see two guys punching they're just yeah, duking it out like ur, 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 and you can see 
Rocky's getting absolutely destroyed. This is completely different and it just felt so engaging. Not to diss on the boxing things in the earlier films, but this, this one's just a new different take on that. Yeah, every director and every era of the Rocky films have brought something different. You can definitely tell with the first film that it's so much different to what Sylvester Stallone would go on to do when he directed two, three, and four. And then like that in itself is completely different from what they do in five. And there's some, like even in three, there's a little bit of like wrestling in there. And then like when Rocky Balboa comes around, that film was, I think 2006, I want to say, two decades later, it's completely different style and then Ryan Coogler brings a completely different and fresh take and he makes it so much yeah. more gritty and so much more real which is saying a lot because the first Rocky especially is so down to earth and is so oh, definitely. human yeah. and then what you get in Creed 2 it feels so much more big and so much grander but then I think Creed 3 in the action and in the direction even the direction when it's not the action it's so personal it's so emotional and there's a level of intensity that you really really feel in the fight scenes in this one there is a, a great moment where oh. everything just kind of disappears around Dame and Adonis as they're fighting. And you really feel that it's just these two people out for blood, out for killing each other. And there's so much weight to it. And there's so much behind that. And I did feel it went a bit far. There's a moment where one of them gets slammed into some bars, like a prison. And it's like, yeah, yeah we get it. And there's a moment where they see each other as kids and it's like, yeah, we get it. But I love the fact that we just see them and they're just going at each other. And it's just, you know, like each hit is so much and you can just hear their breath and there's no music. And then it cuts back and we hear we're in round 11. It's just been there. We are right in their mindset. All they see and all they care about is each other. And I just thought that was so well done. We didn't do the regular montage of all of the different rounds. It just, it crashed straight through them all in, in this really, really interesting piece of direction that I loved. Oh, yeah, I love that as well. Like, they were just completely focused. And there was a great shot that I really liked when they actually punched each other in the face like, at the same time. And it was just, like, completely going back to reality. Round 11, yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that yeah is... that's just like Rocky 2, which is exactly how Apollo and Rocky end their second fight. Such a cool move. Yeah, it, it just brings a lot into that. Like, they are completely at the same level, but they just want to fight each other. And there's a weight to that in the whole story. Like, you follow the story between them, and it just comes so personal. Like, it's it's very different to see what you see in the Legacy sequels and Rocky itself. Like, you get to see Adonis fight. something that's really, really, really personal i mean in creed 2 it's kind of like that but this one is about like friendship and the past as well to let go yeah i remember when they announced creed 3 and i was like no don't do it don't do it and i was really worried they wouldn't get it right because at this point we've done so many different kinds of villains i think the the rocky villains they're either amazing or they're pretty bad you know when you think about rocky oh. 5 and rocky 6 and i think even creed 1 the villains aren't great but when you think about apollo <laughs> creed and yeah mr t um oh what's he called there clubber lang ivan drago victor drago and in this dame brilliant you think about all those and i think that they really did add to that this is the second time that you've brought up legacy sequels and there's so many of them but i think creed could be the best. I think Creed and probably Blade Runner 2049 are the two best examples of legacy sequels that perfectly progress the story. They work in their own right. They bring back things from the old movies, but they never do it. They never just put in nostalgia at the expense of the story and the yeah. emotions. And they do it so well. And I'm really happy with this trilogy that we now have, the, the, these three Creed movies that we have. I think, I think we're so lucky that it's come together to make this really, really nice story. I agree. Like, it's a really strong story and 
it didn't go far off to anything else. They just really thought about like what happened with the two first films and then they just thought about, you know, the characterization of Donis and what new ways they could explore that. And Jonathan Majors, ah, oh, he killed that role. You can see a lot of potential with Jonathan Majors in a lot of films. Like there was a film that I have to see, but I heard it's amazing. It's it's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah, he was Yes, that's one of his early roles. I am so annoyed because I remember a couple of years ago, my dad was like, I'm going to see this movie called Last Black Man in San Francisco. Do you want to come? And I was like, no, I've got something to do. I, I had some reason that I couldn't go and now I'm kicking myself. I wish that I saw it. And yeah, I hear that he's great. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Ant-Man, Quantumania, and we talked about how Jonathan Majors is 100% the best part of that movie. And I oh, think yeah. in this movie, he <laughs> is just such a powerful presence. He is menacing in the second half, but in the first half, you really feel his pain and his regret and, and his seething anger, this kind of oh. anger that boils up from him. And his performance is so good to the point where I really felt for his character. And I, I felt like I was being strung along just like Adonis. I knew he was going to be the villain, but I still felt for him. And I still yeah. thought, oh yeah, no, but he deserves his shot. And he's making some really good points and he's got such a good performance. And my God, he's so fucking hot. Oh, like he's so ripped uh, yes and like, gonna lie. In, yeah. like when yeah. you look at like the training montage whenever he's shirtless i'm just like jesus christ he's oh the pinnacle god. of fitness oh my god those pecs yeah yeah he is up there with ryan gosling in terms of that's a that's a very a comparison i never thought that anyone would ever make I Jonathan Majors and Ryan Gosling. That's it. Perfect. That's it. But uh, no, yeah, he is a beautiful. I mean, Michael B. Jordan as well. Well, I hate to talk about beautiful men, but that, oh, they are yes, in this uh, movie. Sorry. There's a uh, lot of them. The way, There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I love the chemistry between Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. Like, if you watch some interviews, if you see mm. Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan together, it's just a vibe. It's yeah. just like so wonderful to see them together, and they just talk about what we talk about, like movies and stuff. Like they're really passionate about it. Oh and my it's god. Just, like, they're just like us. They're, oh my god, just he's like, like me for real. They're so down to earth. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, they uh... they've spoken about like they want to work together. Yeah, I think they likened themselves to De Niro and Pacino. And mm. I swear to God, if we just get like a string of absolute bangers with Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors, we're eating well. <laughs> that we that just well. sounds so great. We've seen in the past so many Rocky villains who have hit so hard, you know, Clubber Lang and Ivan Drago spring to mind. But the way that Dame, like they, they, the way they depict his punches, I think are just so effective. And there's this one moment where in Dame's first fight, when he is knocked and he takes his gum shield out and oh, his like tooth yeah. is coming out and you feel this screech in the sound design and then he puts it back in and, and you know, oh, he's mad. And he demolishes the other guy. It's a bloodbath. That scene, he loses to be like, oh, he's pissed. Just love Jonathan Majors. He's just he is so good. Wh yeah. Whatever he wants to do, I'm there. I'm there. And um, uh, other yeah. other great performances for anybody who hasn't seen Defive Bloods. He's amazing in that and Lovecraft Country, Wait, which is really Divide... really cool. Oh, he was. Yeah, he's he's the son in Defive Bloods. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mental. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Brilliant. What yeah. a guy. What oh, a guy. Okay. And I think what they also do, because it, it's difficult with Rocky and, and, and this whole franchise, every single film all follow a similar formula. There's always that moment where the hero is done and they're not coming back. And then at the end, they're coming back. And you get that at the beginning because 
Adonis becomes the heavyweight champion of the world. He beats Ricky Conlon again, oh, and yeah. then he retires. And I think they really, really well depict that time where Adonis is spending time with his family. And especially with Amara, his daughter, I thought that dynamic oh, and that part of the film oh, worked so, so well. Yeah, there's one thing that I love that Michael B. Jordan did was the signing. Like, oh my God, like he did the signing so like authentic. He knew how to sign in terms of like facial expressions and like how to communicate very well in terms of sign language. I thought that was just brilliant. I love that. That was a great sense of representation as well for that. I love that. That was like something that focuses on Adonis and how does he going to juggle between two worlds with hearing world and the deaf world. Like there's his family and then there's the boxing world. You got to do it for yourself. You know, you got to stand up. You know, you got to go through times. And when something knocks you down, you got to continue. You got to go stay strong that's yeah. what Lucky says as well so yeah <laughs> yeah right exactly it like you know I, I don't want to constantly compare to the other films in the franchise but there are some really good comparison points and when you look at what they tried to do with rocky's family particularly in rocky 5 i think that creed 3 does that so much better and the family feels so much more authentic and what i love so much about it is the the troubles that creed has with his family with amara it's never like oh it's so difficult having a deaf child no it's it's the exact same problems you'd have with every child and he has the exact same relationship and even when you see marianne adonis's mum with amara and, and, you know, they have a great granddaughter, grandmother relationship. All that stuff works really, really well. They're, they're not like I think the representation, as you say, was was so on point and it worked so well. And there's this like thing about whether Amara should be using her mind or her fists. You know, is she taking after Bianca or is she taking after Adonis? And I think that that works really nicely, you know, to yeah. see this different perspective on the family life than what we've got previously in the franchise. Yeah, I, I love that. That is great representation. It's just realistic, and I just love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think all the women in the film, in the Rocky franchise, it's difficult. It's such a male-dominated franchise. And, you know, when you look at the first five Rocky films, the first six Rocky films, in fact, the women are just there to give a pep talk to the hero and like another thing for the hero to kind of win and not that Adrian isn't a great character because she is and she has a great arc herself of becoming more confident but I think Bianca in this movie Tessa Thompson is so great and she has this really nice little sub arc of missing the music scene and missing that element of her life and you know with her progressive hearing loss she can't perform anymore and that's difficult for her and mm. she has her own dreams and own aspirations and if anything I wish that we had a little bit more with that it felt very much after dame's first fight where he becomes heavyweight champion in the world and the training montage in that time things moved very fast and we could have used a bit more time to settle with with some of those elements but i did really like what we were beginning to delve into with bianca and, and if there is a fourth movie which it looks like we may get I hope that we continue to explore what things are like with her. Yeah, there was a lot of moments in the first two. I mean, in the first or second, when, you know, Bianca was trying to get through, you know, with the progressive hearing loss and she wants to continue making music. I thought there was some personal moments in the first two, like the hearing test in the second one. Uh, yeah. And it was very emotional. That yeah. Something that parents are constantly worried, you know, like this is a child that's going to go through that life. And Bianca's been going through that stage of like progressive hearing loss. And then Amari's death. And that's completely shifting perspectives on Adonis is like, oh, wow, this is going to be taking a lot on me. And you can see that character development to that between Creed 2 and Creed 3 as he gets stronger. Not in terms of like, he's just like exercising like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm the strongest man alive. 
alive. <laughs> well, in terms of like, he has heart and strength. Yeah, and th- there's there's even a part of this movie that is about a different kind of strength. It's not all about the physical strength. Mm. A lot of sports movies and a lot of boxing movies, you may think that's what it's all about, but Bianca really tries to stress the importance of speaking your mind and feeling your emotions. And through the different sides of Amara's life, will she take after her father or her mother? And whatever she does, she needs to be able to express herself. And there's a really, really great scene. Again, I did feel like it was a little bit rushed, but it really worked when... Adonis sits down with Bianca after his mum's funeral and he tells her what happened with him and Dame and he admits that he ran away and he opens up to his fears and his insecurities and that he needs to stand up but not just to win the fight but for himself and I really liked that it's another spin on classic Rocky tropes that I think take it to the next level in a really really nice way. It was the strongest part of the film, like he's trying to find strength within him and how is he not going to run away from the past but let go of it. Like he has to find closure on it and that is really, you know, the strongest areas of the film. Yeah, no, 100%. You also get that through Marianne as well. She hid all of Dane's letters because she wanted to try oh, and protect yeah. Adonis from him and from like his influence and like you understand completely where she's coming from but when Adonis finds out he greets it with anger and he greets it with violence and he's you know he's shouting at her and he's like this is all your fault and then she has another stroke and she's gonna die and there's this beautiful beautiful sequence where Marianne dies and she has a funeral and in her final moment she talks to Adonis and she thinks that he's Apollo and it's so (laughs) <laughs> gut-wrenching oh my god this series uh. knows how to pull on your heartstrings and to take what you know the tragedy between her and apollo with apollo being this fighter who died because he could never truly give up because he always wanted that feeling that rush of the match and the, the fights and you know she knew that that same thing could happen to adonis and she you know adonis who isn't even her child by blood it, but is very much her child from the way that she raised him and took him in and then in those final moments it, it's beautiful Beautifully, like it's really, really well done storytelling, and Michael B. Jordan directs it with such a tenderness, and you know he really knows how to utilize that, even through the editing, the way that everything is sequenced. Just oh, beautiful, beautiful cinema, cinema. Yeah, the weaker parts of the film, in my opinion, were just the score. I yes, just thought that I agree. It was missing that strength. That I, punch, yeah. That punch, yeah, exactly. But not gonna lie, there was some songs, there was one that I really liked from the soundtrack when Damien and Adonis were, you know, training. There was one track that I really liked. It was by yeah, J. No, Cole, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interlude, which I thought that was great. But it's missing that type of rocky music, you know, like, that yeah, gonna be, like yeah. make, that makes you want to stand up and you want to... Get you out of the house and just run. Yeah. You want to get yes. out. You want to be like, 100%. you're undefeatable. You feel like you can take on anyone. You you can yes. get through stuff. And Yes. Uh, uh, um, Creed 2. Creed 2 has Cinema. that motivation. But every time you watch Cinema. that scene, you feel powerful. You feel like you can do anything you want. Mm. And Ludwig Granson, oh, legend. He mixed hip hop and opera and all of that. And uh, oh, it's cinema. <laughs> but it was missing. Yeah. It was missing that. This one, I agree. It was a shame. And and, and the, the score was very reserved. It was very like, 
it, it was very downbeat and, and I think there were some really good pieces, especially what I think was Dame's theme, I thought was really well and it had this really great sense of impending doom and they used that really well. However, they don't utilize Adonis's theme enough. And Joseph Shirley, who does the score, is great and he works with Ludwig Granson. So like, there's definitely, you can see the, the, the progression there, but it didn't hit. Like the training montage, I thought the training montage was really strong. There were some really great moments when you find out that Adonis is pulling a plane oh my god that was incredible you see that he's genuinely like on the floor and he's pulling this plane and right at the end when he runs and he's on top of of the hill where the hollywood sign is and it pans out and he he screams and it, it's brilliant but the problem is is that the, the score it wasn't uplifting those moments the great thing about the Rocky theme and even the Creed theme, the other ones, is that they build and they build and they build. They build to the moment where Rocky reaches the top of the steps or he or he runs past Creed on the beach or he goes to the top of the mountain and he yells, Drago! Uh -huh. Like, these moments are so good. Or when or when Adonis, like, is overtaken by all of the quad bikes and he's just in the middle, he's doing his done. He's like, and, and the music is, is going at all cylinders. And this one, it didn't have that. It didn't build. And therefore, when it came to, like, the final fight, I wasn't pumped. You know, just like you're saying, I didn't feel that energy. I wasn't like, yeah, I was like, okay, this is, and I agree with you 100%. That whole middle bit, I think just needed a bit more time. It could have done with another 10 minutes, maybe to flesh out some of these things. Give us some more time with Bianca. Give us some more time with Creed's headspace, which takes him into, because like, you know, he starts training, but he's not in it and he's not doing a good job. And then he's on the floor and he remembers all the time that he gets back up. And I was like, here it is. This is when the, the training montage is going to start. But it didn't, the music didn't kick back up and i thought that was a real shame because it was a good montage there were some really good moments like you know you see when he's punching the tree or when yeah, as i said like when he's pulling the plane or when he's on top of the hollywood sign or even the fact that drago victor drago is helping him train that's huh. a really nice thing of, of like you know you see that these guys have no bad blood you know unlike apollo creed and ivan drago it's not about blood it's not about actually hurting people it's just a sport and they get over their their parents rivalry and they're helping each other but yeah the music could have gone so much harder than it actually did yeah there was other bit that i just remember was when i felt it was way too quick to have a training scene but yeah. there was this interview dame somehow rung up the news station <laughs> and it was like you ready to fight you, you know i'm gonna fight you you, you know <laughs> yeah Apollo should be disappointed in you you know and then adonis was like you won yeah Fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that was yeah. it. It was so quick. Like, yeah, it, oh. it really did just like go from like five to ten, like in yeah. the space of a scene. And I understand that, but I agree with you. It needed more time to cook. And what they were cooking was amazing, but it did need that little bit extra. I definitely think like the, the pacing is really good. A bit, yeah. Give it a bit of seasoning, exactly. Like. The pacing was really good, the way that they slowly built to everything, but then they kind of rushed the ending, which I thought was a real shame. But at the end of the day, it is quite different in a lot of ways from all the other films in the franchise. So I think there definitely is something to be said about the fact that this somewhat felt final. It felt like this is it. It felt like this is the end of the series. I kind of think it should be, at least for a while. I mean, what do you do? You want Creed Four, or, or do you, do you want something else? Like, do you think we should end it here? Like, what are your thoughts? Let me say what I want to say. No, no, well, this is a <laughs> okay, <but>. okay. <laughs> it's like it's like you give some hot take. Let me say what I'm gonna say right now. Um, I don't mind for Creed Four, but a Creed anime which they just announced. So yes, that's interesting. Would so you please. Uh, 
<laughs> if I it. ask very nicely. I wonder if Michael B. Jordan's going to direct that. That would be interesting. See, the, be so, interesting. so literally a couple days ago, they announced, or they didn't announce, but it was reported by Deadline that they're working on a Creed anime series and that they're also looking at something, some story about Amara. I don't know how I feel about an anime series. Let them cook. I say, if it's good, great. If it's not, hopefully they do better. But what I do think is Amara. If we got a film about Amara, that would be really great. It would be great to have like a film about you know a character that is deaf and a boxer, you know, first deaf woman boxer, you know, that would be that really would be really cool. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Those are two different perspectives we've never seen in this franchise before. But do it in ten years. Wait yes. 10, 15 years. Yes, Let's 10, not, 15 years. Like, I'll, I'm like, happy to wait. Yeah, like, like, we shouldn't just be churning these out. This was a really great trilogy. Let's have the next one, whether we call it Creed 4 or, or whatever they want to call it. Let's have it be in like 15, maybe even 20 years. Let's have it be a grown-up Amara. I mean, obviously it'd have to be grown-up. Imagine if it was like kids. <laughs> it's like yeah. kids boxing. It wouldn't work. And I think that... Yeah, as you say, you know, the deaf perspective, the female perspective, these are really important things. Yeah, that, definitely. That, that this yeah. film introduces. And even at the end of the film, when you see her and her parents in the ring together and they're boxing and you see that she's watching videos of her dad, that would definitely be something that they could explore further. That would be really interesting to see, you know, how she got into boxing, you know, like mm. what inspired her. So, yeah, that would be, yeah. imagine like it starts off footage of, you know, Adonis and fighting a different opponent and... You see her completely be inspired. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, There's loads be... of places to go. She's got a mum and a dad. Adonis would probably support her and Bianca might, might not. There's a lot. It's a completely different thing we've ever seen before. So yeah, let's do that. But let's do it in a few years. The final yes. thing that I want to say before we give our scores and before we wrap it up, this film doesn't have any Rocky, but I didn't mind. <laughs> I think that actually it worked. I think it was good that Creed got to stand on his own. And I think that genuinely Rocky's story does end in Creed 2. And I don't know about you, but it didn't really faze me that he wasn't in it. I think it worked. Yeah, I was completely fine. I, I didn't yeah. mind it because it was focusing on Adonis. But even this film, it's set in LA. It's not set in Philadelphia. So oh, yeah. this film feels in every aspect of it separate from everything else. And I think that's what well, that works. Yeah, um, there was another thing that I remembered. Yeah. I might be really crazy or insane about this fight. At the beginning, there was a flashback mm. with Adonis sneaking yeah. out. If you look under the TV, this is quick. I TV. don't know. Under the TV. Right, okay. There's an Xbox One. An Xbox One? You know, the game cases. You know, like the game yeah. cases. You know? Oh, it was the Xbox One cases. Yeah, they were just there. <laughs> Maybe uh, Marianne is so rich, they got an Xbox One oh, 15 years early. <laughs> I don't know. Oh I, I was like, did they forget what year this was? <laughs> Like 2002? No, I bet not. There's no way that I they bet. got that wrong. You're, um, probably, you're, I'm sorry, you're wrong. But I might sound insane <laughs> in this, but please, I would be happily to be wrong, but I did yeah. definitely see some. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, I know you're I know you're listening. Comment down below. Or Jonathan Mitchell. Yes. Comment down below. All right, okay. We're about to run out of time on this Zoom yes. call. Let's see if we can do this in one minute. What are you giving Creed 3 out of 10? Eight. Me too. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you liked it and listening on YouTube, you can give it a thumbs up and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can give us a five-star review if we think we're worthy and you can follow us. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OutsideFilmPod. And also give us an email. Tell us your thoughts on Creed. Tell us your thoughts on Rocky. Tell us your thoughts on Creed 3 or anything. Ask us any questions. We'll read them right here on the podcast itself. Next week, we're doing Shazam Fury of the Gods. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. Whoa. Excited. That'd be great. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, take what you're given. Give it on the back. Goodbye. Boom. Goodbye. Boom. <laughs>
Right, that right. was amazing. Play that in 0.5 speed, and we will... <laughs> if if you, you missed anything, it's going to be like, rap God, like... Yeah, uh... you might be able to actually figure out what we're saying. Yes, we just might have said some gibberish. Oh, good. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>